Hello, and welcome to your spiritual journey. Right now, your soul is speaking to you. I'm Jenny Israel, and I'm a medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. It is my mission to help you learn the tools you need to heal your life and discover your deeper purpose. In each episode, I will allow spirit to speak through me, and we will explore energy forecasting, teach you how to raise your vibration for overall wellness, increase your emotional intelligence to open up joy in your life, and guide you into spiritual evolution using topics such as energy healing, emotion code, sacred geometry, numerology, tarot, crystals, channeling, and much more. Take a deep inhale, let it out, and listen to your soul speak to you. Everybody, welcome back to Soul Speak with Jenny Israel for your September forecast. Now, last month I did a little bit of a different format and it turned out to be one of the longest videos I've ever done. So yes, the messages were awesome, but I thought for the sake of time, um, what we're going to do is actually be uh, reviewing uh, the cards that I already pulled for the month and just giving you a little bit of insight as to what I've been feeling. This video is being recorded on uh, Tuesday, September 7th, uh, just coming out of the new moon in Virgo. And I know that for me personally, dropping into Virgo season at the end of last month was a very welcome energy. Not to say that everything has fallen into place or that everything has really calmed down altogether. Um, however, I do feel that there has been uh, a little bit of clarity and maybe provided with some glue to start putting some pieces together. Um, we have a lot going on in September. We have the new moon that we just came out of. We have September 11th weekend coming up. Uh, we have mercury retrograde and we have uh the fall equinox and so let's just talk a little bit first about september in general uh, being the ninth month of the year and the beginning of basically a new season it's an interesting month because it is the juncture between two seasons summer ending fall beginning it is a numerology of nine, which is the number of resolution. So in numerology, the journey goes from one to nine. And inside of that journey, whatever seeds were planted in the one come into full harvest and we can kind of sit and reevaluate um, our, our crop and our season. So what I'm finding interesting about the energy of September is that, you know, we, we begin with Virgo, uh, which is very much a mental energy, even though it's, it's an earth sign. Uh, it really does kind of have that air quality of the mind, but it's a very grounded mental time. And 
I always think that it lands at such a perfect time because, you know, here in the northeast of the country, you know, we're moving into fall, uh, schools getting started. It is kind of this feeling of something ending and a new beginning starting, a new year beginning because of the school year. And there is this feeling of nostalgia that starts to move through the air, this electric electricity. Um, it's just a it's there's just a, an excitement that starts to build around this time of year. And it's a natural tendency for us want to want to get organized, get back to a routine. September with the Mercury retrograde energy is definitely not going to disappoint with this. I do think that, you know, I was kind of feeling this anyway, but the cards that came out just fully validated it, you know, as far as this month being a month. And I think I had said it in one of my um, more recent IGTVs where I had said something about this energy of grassroots kind of pulling back to center, pulling back to your own home, pulling back to your own neighborhood, you know, kind of pulling back. And I had mentioned to a theme of pruning, right. And this idea of letting things go that aren't working. You know, it's like in order to really pull the energy into providing the biggest harvest, the most productive fruit from your plant, sometimes we have to prune the outer edges, right? It's like getting rid of the fluff, getting rid of all of those extra things that we are attached to out in our field in order to pull the productive energy back into our center. And this is when we can really get clear and we can really feel good about the decisions we're making, the direction that we're moving. And one of the themes that is coming up in the cards over and over again is about choices um, and our, our own individual perspective on truth. This has been a theme that we've been talking about all year, right? So that's another really interesting thing about September is that we're watching a lot of these themes come 360, like making a full circle coming back. And, and we're going to be looking at kind of a little bit of what's been going on all year long. And it's not a coincidence that cosmically we end up in a Mercury retrograde this month during this nine resolution time when we truly are kind of sitting back and evaluating our, you know, the last eight months and kind of taking stock of where we're at, where we were, the choices that we made that brought us to this moment and what's working what's not working. And potentially with this new moon, you may have already been thinking about, well, this is where I'd like to go. And I did say this in one of my previous videos, I did very much feel that this new moon energy wasn't just about September, that this new moon was really kind of kicking off the whole incoming season and really, truly kind of a, a, a brand new beginning for our next cycle, right? So that next cycle of nine months. So this is kind of a big juncture and there's going to be endings and beginnings. I think some could be rapid, some could be unexpected. We could have some um, lightning strikes, so to speak. I actually, one of the cards that I pulled 
um, actually has the lightning bolt on it, which when it came out, I was like, whoa. So, um, you know, some of the themes that I had felt coming really did have to do with evaluating, taking stock, pulling back, being able to kind of stand above your kingdom and look down and get a pretty good idea from that high, higher perspective, that higher truth, when we actually have a bit of hindsight, right? And looking out and saying, you know, that worked really well, that's not working so well. And Virgo really being able to give us the mental space and capacity to sit down and actually have a strategy around this. Now, that being said, I think that there is some emotion coming into September, but the lovely thing about Virgo is that she's actually going to help us balance our emotional bodies with wisdom and being able to have that place of feeling empowered about where we are and feeling empowered about the um, even the emotions that we're experiencing right now it's like there's this higher understanding that's starting to really come in there is a sense of clarity around you know i can't control this i must let it go and I do feel like we're kind of starting to come into a bit of a center with that. Another theme that's really very much coming in for September, I'd say towards the end of September into October, is this greater sense of connection with self from the perspective of our, our divinity, our sovereignty. And what that really means is a connection to our higher being, our higher selves, and to God. Now, some people aren't comfortable with the word God, but there is some sort of centralized higher focus that you look up to. And it's this connection that truly connects into your, your personal divinity, into your heart of hearts, into the dynamic of mastering the what we would consider the master number 22 as we prepare to move into 2022 which is a triple two and this relationship is very much about mastering the idea of being a soul having a human experience being the master builder being the architect of your life and doing this in a co-creative way with a higher being a higher universal energy and this is kind of where we we really start to lock into some balance with ourselves. And I do see that coming more towards the end of the month. I think that September is going to be kind of that, like I said, it's a culmination of the, the last nine months. I mean, you could potentially look at this as kind of a final exam period, right? So I do feel that in August, we made a giant leap forward. And I think that we've been integrating that over the last few weeks. It has not been an easy summer. It really hasn't. Not from, I mean, from like a spiritual perspective is we're really trying to move into a more solid place with ourselves, um, a place that's safe from division, a place that's safe from judgment. And that's really in an inside of a heart space. And what I will say about the energy of especially the cards that I'm seeing is that there's some hope. 
there's some hope that as we've been incubating on this space inside of ourselves, that we've started to kind of learn some things and learning more about compassion, learning more about forgiveness, learning more about being accepting of another person, um, potentially stepping back to just have a little bit of a different perspective, being a bit more considerate of where another person is in their journey. And may, maybe even for the first time realizing, you know, I really need to ask why, you know, it's a really asking why. And this internal questioning is what I believe we're going to be doing a lot of this month. In coaching, we called it laser coaching, you know, and it all came down to language of what we should, we think we should be doing, which is um, where we see the external um, effects coming in, where we're, we're looking for someone outside of ourselves to set those expectations, tell us what we're responsible for, who are we, what should we be doing, where should we be going, what do we say yes to, what do we say no to, you know, the, the shoulds are more of where we would see our trauma response coming in, our codependence coming in, where we're telling another person that they should do something because we believe that that's right for them. That's a code, that's codependence. That's, you know, every person in their sovereign being has the um, right to make their own choices without having another person tell them who they should be, where they should be going, how they should be doing it. And so we do that because we need to feel control over ourselves, over a situation, over another person. Then the needs start to identify our core values, the things that we need in this human existence to survive and, and be. Um, and inside the needs, we start to see the bridge between potentially the shoulds and our wants, which is our, our desires, our real desires, and being able to feel empowered to bring those desires forward in a way that is very much in alignment with who you are and knowing that you deserve to bring forward your desires in alignment with your higher self and your co-creative being. This is the 22, right? So let's let's dig into the cards, shall we? Okay, so the, the first card that I pulled, it almost kind of feels like even though I didn't do like week by week intentionally with my card pulls, <laughs> kind of feels like that's how it came out anyway. So we're just going to roll with it. Let's see what the story is. So the first card, these, this, this particular card is from my science of the mind deck. Um, my Ernest Holmes wisdom, wisdom cards. Um, I felt like this was kind of a cool one to use since we're going to be in our heads this month a little bit. Um, but in our higher minds, right? This is, this is kind of the magic of this month is that there is this push into our higher mind. This is from my, my perspective is that I truly believe that in August, maybe it was that powerful lion's gate that came through on that Leo new moon, but it, we made a giant leap forward. And what does that mean? Uh, spirit gave me this uh, metaphor of being on a train moving high speed on the tracks and that each wave of souls that's here going through the ascension process we're each on our little groups inside of our train car and 
the waves of energy coming through, it's like one group is going to experience it before another group gets to experience it, right? It's like, we're kind of paving the way for the next wave to come through. And the one that's ahead of us kind of paved the way for us, but it doesn't matter how cushy or cozy or nice and warm and fluffy that train car is that the other group left for us. We don't know. There's a sense of unknown going into the next train car. And it's kind of that the, the, the metaphor being too, it's like that train in the wild west. And you ever seen those wild west movies where they're trying to move from one train car to another and that gap that's in between the cars where they have to kind of, you know, scurry across open air, you know, and get jump from one car to another. And there is that moment of fear, hesitation, the like, oh my God, what's going to be in the next train car, right? But we're out of the one, the door is closed, right? It's time to push forward. And so I do feel like the last few weeks have, has been us, you know, kind of coming out of that other train car and, and trying to find the courage to move into the next one. And I do feel like we're filing in, you know, this month, maybe it was the, with this new moon now of like really starting to file in to this new train car and Mercury retrograde is going to give us an opportunity to kind of get our bearings, uh, get a feeling for this new environment that we're in this new upgraded wave, you know, of what used to work might not be working anymore. Right. So I want to talk about this from this perspective that's actually been coming up inside of my circles with my clients. I experienced it a little bit myself, and it kind of goes nicely with this card of believe, this first card that I pulled. So this card says, we do not wish, we know, we do not dream, we state, we do not hope, we accept, we do not pray, we announce, we do not expect something is going to happen. We believe that it already has happened. So this idea of believing, it's like the deepest truth and faith that something already is. And the only thing that's keeping us from that is fear. And the beliefs are our foundation. The core values and our beliefs are always under us. It's always what we're standing on. But as things start to shift around us, we do have moments where we question those things. So from this perspective, the example that I want to give has to do with transformational tools, right? Spiritual tools, oracle cards, pendulums, uh, meditation, your essential oils, like whatever your tools for transformation are, as Robbie Kearns would say, tools for transformation. Um your spiritual tools that you use potentially for communication, for meditation, for divination, um, for guidance, you know, whatever that is that you're using to connect to this higher energy, right? Connecting to God and connecting to those beings um, that we consider our, our spirit guidance. I have talked to many that are having a really hard time connecting into those things in the same way that they always have. And this has just been kind of arising over the last few weeks. It's not that they're ready to throw them all out the door. They still like to connect with those things, but something's changed. And 
I think that this is what I mean by moving into a higher level of truth and connection with ourselves, being able to receive these messages kind of directly in and being able to settle into that. This conversation with God that's kind of starting of like, hey, kids, just you and me. You don't really need any of that stuff. You can have it. It's all of God, right? But that being said, you know, if God is in all of those things and all of those things are of God, we could skip it and just go straight up, right? So I think that this is where we, ha- we start to realize that potentially what we were depending on before might not feel exactly the same. Our beliefs really haven't changed, right? We're still talking to spirit. We're still talking to, you know, having this directional um, communication up with our higher self and with God. But what we're starting to realize is that we don't have to, to direct it out in all of these ways, almost diluting it, right? It's like we, we, we spread it out, compartmentalize it into all of these tools when really it's like all of that being pushed out and we're just coming into focus. And we're coming into focus, being able to ask ourselves, what is it that I believe? What do I really believe? Like, what is my foundation? And these are, this is where we start to really connect in with, with our heart, with our higher truth. We start to feel empowered inside of ourselves because we have this relationship with our higher self and with God. And, you know, when it comes down to a lot of fear-based trauma responses, one of the most common themes inside of that is abandonment. And I've had some clients asking me straight up, you know, like, what do I do about this energy of abandonment? Like, how, how do I start to disconnect from that or, or heal from that? Well, the only way that you can truly lock in to never feeling alone is through developing that relationship with self and that wholeness with self inside of God or spirit or that higher level of intelligence and divinity, however it is that you relate to that, that is the relationship that needs to be nurtured. And that's the relationship that needs to be healed. Ultimately, the other relationships in our lives where we are seeking to have a void filled, ultimately anything that's missing or lacking in any of those relationships is just mirroring the lack of this relationship with yourself and with God. And we're starting to kind of bring this into focus a little bit. We're starting to realize that the answer has been there all along, but suddenly for whatever reason, it's just resonating for the first time. And it is like, I've had some of those moments where it was kind of like, like, this is something that I've been saying for years. This is something I've known forever. Why is it that I'm just really starting to feel this and have it vibrate on a cellular level in my body for the first time ever? I had a moment within the last couple of weeks and it was hard for me to even utter the words out loud. For me to really come into an understanding that I was potentially meeting God for the first time. And that's a crazy thing for a spiritual counselor and someone who does this for a living to say to themselves, I have to be fully transparent and saying there was a flash of shame in that. It's like, have I been a fraud all along? 
you know, like that whole imposter syndrome. I know everyone's experienced that at some point, but there is this, there was this understanding that I always knew God. I was always in a line with spirit, but this felt different. It just felt different. And there was that moment where I kind of was realizing, I think I'm meeting God for the first time. And I am in this way, right? So this is where we really start to see our beliefs gel in to this experience that we've been having for the last eight to nine months. Where, what is your truth? What is your belief system? How do those things feel inside your body when you say it out loud? And being uncomfortable is okay. And one of the themes, remember, we were talking about inside of the spread is choices, right? It's about making choices. And I've said this to my students, and I may have even said it on this platform too, but I'll say it again. It doesn't matter what choice you're making for yourself. What matters is where the choice is coming from. Where is that coming from? So this is what we, what we mean about faith and belief and core values and, and all of that. It's like the constitution of your choice comes from those things. So taking a really good look at all of at that soup is going to give you kind of an idea of where you're at right now, the belief systems that are currently in effect is that working for you? Is it not working for you? Are you holding on to an old belief system because you're kind of afraid of who you would be without that? You know, and it, and this is that moment in between the train cars, right? Where we're jumping into something new, a higher level of truth. This is the natural progression. If you think about, you know, the message of the age of Aquarius, it's all about moving towards this higher level of truth that marries spirit and science together, understanding that they do not live in isolation of one another, of understanding ourselves as sovereign beings, understanding that our truth is ours and nobody can take that from us. And we no longer threaten in one another. We've talked about this, right? It's like another person's truth. They can have it because it doesn't threaten your way of life. It doesn't threaten your truth anymore. We, we come into this higher understanding of that in this age of Aquarius, this learning of higher truth. And so it would be a natural progression, a natural step that we would stop diluting spirit and compartmentalizing it into all of these things and just bring it into one channel and start communicating with it directly, right? So more of the unification of that and understanding our duality inside of that vibration of the 22, right? It's the, the soul having a human experience, learning the relationship of divinity and flesh and how they work together and what we're here to do with that. And moving into 2022 with the triple two, we start moving into a vibration of Trinity. We start moving in instead of the 22, four, right? So 22 reduces to four, the master number. So instead of that 22, four energy, now we're looking at a two, 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 six energy. So we're not going to get into that today, but um, just thinking about the progression of where our energy is going and this higher discovery of our own beauty as imperfect souls taking this journey together. 
So the next two cards that I pulled are from the um, Metatron Self Mastery Oracle by Amanda Ellis. And I love this, right? So I do feel like these two cards are coming in for this week, this week of the new moon, this week of, you know, Mercury going into retrograde. Um, this we're moving, you know, for the, the September 11th weekend is coming up. Like that's a, that's a big, a big energetic um, day for us. And this card, the dragon strength, the fire card, um, is one of, I feel one of the most powerful cards in that Metatron deck, because this dragon is coming in to support you in your full power, regardless of whether you're in the shadow or not. It's like this activates the solar plexus in a way that you can be your own light, your own sun, your own courage, your own strength, but kind of the idea of the dragon leading the way it's like bringing it in, like breathing that fire out into the darkness, like cutting through it, cutting through, getting illuminating it. Right. So you can do anything. You can be anywhere in your path, light or dark, and you're going to be just fine. And so this idea of spirit really being our companion, our support. It's like, have no fear. We're just, we're, we're going to burn through this. We're going to burn through this next level of growth and, and visibility and introspection and, you know, Mercury retrograde, Mercury brings the shadow during retrograde. The past comes up to visit. Sometimes we have to dig into some things that are scary and uncomfortable. Sometimes we have to meet ends, you know, there, those kinds of things can, and that vibration of change can be difficult, but we have the, the power of, of this, behind us as our companion through this time. So we really are in a review. If we are moving into shadow, we're moving into a review where we feel that we have foundation. We feel that we have support. We feel that we have some visibility and some clarity around that. And we're really ready to let go and purify the fire, the purification, letting go of that old stuff, like letting the old self that has matured through this numerology journey we're we're looking at the resolved the most mature part of self at this little stage of our season this little stage of our journey right now and that it's time to close that it's time to to let go of whatever um you know the the snake shedding its skin kind of it's like it's time to let that skin go and be birthed into the next part of our chap, the next chapter, the next part of our journey, and that we're very supported in that. And the partner card to that um, from the same deck was the, the pink ray, um, all about self-love and nurturing. And this is what I love about, there's this incredible balance in these cards where it's like, this, you know, one card comes in and shows, let's burn it to the ground. It's the end. It's, you know, you know, unexpected things, challenges, you know, whatever it is. But then these other cards come in to balance it out, to show this is exactly what you need. You know, like the fire coming in and burning things to the ground was the purification that you needed to love yourself 
better, to take care of yourself better. The hindsight, the experience of this last chapter is giving you the resources that you need to make better choices from a better place within to start the next chapter, right? So this is what I was talking about. Retrograde can often inspire times of cleaning up our diet, going back to exercise, organizing our homes. It's like, there's kind of this feeling of like, I need to dig in and get rid of stuff, right? Cause it's like all that stuff suddenly seems to kind of pile up on us. And so there is kind of this feeling of wanting to prune, right? What I was saying, that that feeling of pruning, which ultimately, what is that going to do? It's going to allow you to shed attachments, whether that's emotional, whether it's physical, material, whatever that is, get that burden off, shed that energy, clear out your field. And this is going to allow you to ignite. What were you talking about this, that dragon's card? This is about the solar plexus. This is where our life force sits, right? So that's it. That's actually powering all of our most important organs for our life force itself. It's not just about manifestation and empowerment. We're literally talking about where our life force sits. And so this is what I'm talking about. You prune back the energy from all that extra attachment out there. And then just like a tree or a bush, it will pull, it will retract all of that energy back into its core in order to bring forth the next bloom, right? So this is kind of what we're doing right now. This is all in the energy of self-love and nurture and self-care. And I think that that's a really positive way to start out this reading. The next two cards come from the um, Wisdom of Avalon deck. And this, you know, I, I have a personal connection with, with Avalon, um, I, you know, the, that kind of like the time of King Arthur and, you know, all of that, but that has been coming up. I've, you know, like I've a couple of my clients, it just kind of came up out of nowhere. They were talking about Merlin or Merlin energy. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to pull the Avalon deck for just to pull a couple cards. So I have this spread the way I did it was kind of in a circle. It was like, I, one side kind of told one side of the duality of the story and the other side of the circle kind of tells the other side, but they, they perfectly harmonize and they balance one another. So under the dragon, I pulled the owl. And so the owl actually is interesting because it has a little bit of a similar energy to the dragon card. And the, the theme of the owl is deception and wisdom. And so the idea of that animal in particular is it can see through the dark, right? So it's like this piercing vision through the darkness to see truth, to, to have clarity, you know, to be able to see through all of that, see through the darkness, Okay. So very similar kind of quality to that dragon card. That's bringing the fire in to purify that darkness to, to give us some clarity and, and allow us to let it go and make better choices right inside of self-love here. We have the owl showing up doing the same thing. It's like the, the more we're able to see through that, to have transparency, to see through our own shadows, see through basically like see through your own bullshit and be able to see through somebody else's, 
you know, and this is how we can be more discerning about the choices we're making and really feel good about that. And this is a time where we're kind of going to get to evaluate that for a couple of weeks. There might be some unexpected revelations that come forward. And that leads me into the next card, which is the lightning bolt. This actually came from the Akashic Tarot deck, which is one of my favorite tarot decks. Um, this is the Eight of Forces. There's actually quite a bit of eight energy inside of this um, card draw. Uh, now that I'm looking at it, I've almost half of the deck has a numerology of eight. Um, so this Eight of Forces, the lightning bolt, it's kind of this cosmic moment where that's like winning the lottery right? Getting hit by lightning. It's kind of like winning the lottery. It's like God literally reached down through the clouds and touched you and, and not exactly in the most gentle way. Um, but the idea is that sometimes really crazy cosmic and unexpected things can come into our lives and create sudden change. And sometimes they will break us open. And sometimes it does create an ending in order to create a new beginning. And so the fact that this is coming in for September says we've got some cosmic energy, definitely some crazy cosmic energy coming in, um, kind of expect the unexpected, um, you know, but understanding that whatever it is that's coming in is from God. And so that's where we come back to that original card. It becomes the foundation of this whole reading, which is believe, right? So it's understanding that there is something higher than just our little ego that is in charge here and that we are only in control of so much and that sometimes, and we talk about unanswered prayers, answered prayers all the time and, and how sometimes our prayers come in very unexpected packages. And sometimes they are big endings or that you know make space for great big new beginnings. But this lightning bolt is kind of talking about that. It's striking a tree in the center of a field, but striking the tree right in the middle and splitting it into two. So there's some duality symbolism here as well. So let's look at the balancing cards to those um, from that Avalon deck, I also pulled the card of restriction. And this card actually is really interesting because it talks a little bit, it's very retrograde, this card, the message of this card is very retrograde. It's about um, taking some time to reevaluate and review our situation and potentially how we create our own restrictions, but that sometimes the, the place that we're in on our timeline kind of creates those restrictions for us. And it's interesting because retrograde, they talk about, you know, that it's not a great time to really start new contracts or, you know, it really is a time to, to reboot and recharge and, and reevaluate and, you know, and review it. It's, it's that kind of time. And so the fact that we've got a re card coming in this restriction, um, I think it gives us a little bit of an opportunity to kind of step back and look at how we're boxing ourselves in. How have we been our own prisoner, you know, and, or like we've imprisoned ourselves, right? And so reviewing some of these things of 
why have we not allowed ourselves to move into a truth that's more aligned with who we are? What were those restrictions that we were putting in place? And taking these next couple of weeks to really give ourselves an opportunity to kind of strategize how we might be able to, to, to create the next level of freedom for ourselves. And sometimes it's just a restrictive perspective, a restricted way of thinking, right? This is what I mean about where we took a big leap forward from August until now on being able to see truth in a dynamic way. And so we will continue to have revelations inside of our own lives and all around us that will continue to challenge the truth that we had chosen and start to give us an idea of how should we be pivoting, right? It's like, we talk about this all the time, whatever you focus on is what you're going to find. You're going to get more of that. And so I think that these unexpected things that are popping up are going to challenge those truths, challenge those perspectives in a really positive way that's going to allow us to feel more empowered about the truth that we own, because it really is ours. And it wasn't like spoon fed to us by another person. We're no longer scripting on an old narrative. It's like we really, truly are coming into a sovereign place inside of ourselves. The other card that came out of the Akashic Tarot is the one of scrolls and it's called on track. And it's a guy standing in a train station. He has not boarded the train. Isn't that interesting? I told you that spirit gave me that metaphor of the train. This card came out of the deck completely organically. I did not go in and dig it out, <laughs> but he's kind of looking back at the signpost and thinking, is this the ticket that I really want? Like, do I really want to get on this train? And the idea here is that at this point, the one shows you that you're starting on a new journey and that the choice of which train you're going to get on and the location, whatever that destination point of that ticket that you've bought, it doesn't matter because you're on track. What matters is, again, why did you choose that track, right? Why did you choose that train? And this is what we're evaluating. We're good. God has got us. No matter which train we decide to get on, whatever destination we think we've chosen, God's got us. There might be a very convoluted train ride in front of us that we are not expecting. And other people are going to get on the direct, you know, the direct shot, right? So it, it doesn't matter though. God has got you. But what does matter for us feeling empowered that we've purchased the right ticket is where did that choice come from? And this shows up again and again inside of this draw. These last three cards are my absolute favorite because it was like the story was building into this. And it also matches and validates a lot of the impulses and the, the messages, the, the forecast energy mes messages that I've been getting, which is this. We're, we're being funneled into this place where we're, we're pruning, we're getting rid of all of these multiple directions that we've compartmentalized our relationship with God and spirit. And, you know, this creates um, some, you know, doubt. And I guess it, it overcomplicates things, right? It's like, you've got all of these options, when ultimately they all lead back to the same thing. So why not just create that direct channel? And this is kind of where we're being pushed. We're like all of us bottlenecking into this place 
where all of these other things are kind of being, their significance is being eliminated, or at least we're starting to question it. It's like, why have I been looking over there or spreading myself so thin when really all I have to do is just come back to the basics, you know? It's like, get back to basics. This is what I meant, the grassroots, coming back to yourself, coming back to your own neighbors. You know, I had done a little video about, and it was not to disrespect, you know, the, the, the horrific things that are going on in other places in the world that we might not be in the center of, because there's plenty of our brothers and sisters that are right smack in the center of that stuff that's going on, whether it's natural disasters or whether it's war or, you know, whatever that looks like, there are plenty of us that need our love and prayers and support. But my point in that video was saying, why is it so easy for us to direct that much love and prayer far away to people we don't know and that we potentially are completely disconnected from yet we were we have no problem with turning daggers on our neighbor or even one of our family members because of a simple choice that they may have made that we did not agree with there's a lot of that theme inside of these cards about understanding where truth comes from, where our choices come from, and understanding that we've all had a situation where it has been very difficult for us to make a choice. At some point in our lives, we have been faced with that. So understanding that what you think is a simple choice for you could be a complete trauma trigger for another person to make that same exact choice, and that we need to have some compassion for that. And, and be holding space for that other person to feel as if they have the right and they are empowered to make that choice that's best for them, even if it might affect us in a not so great way. You know, it's like, well, if that person does that, that's going to make this whole thing a lot more difficult for me. So I really don't want them to do that. <laughs> that's not about that person. That's about you. And why should that person be making choices for their life to benefit you? That doesn't make any sense. And so ultimately what we're doing is we're we're starting to bring all this home, bring it back into our own hearts, bring it into our houses, bring it into our neighborhoods. And this is where it matters because this is where we truly keep our lights on. This is where the vibration, this is where the pebble drops, right? It's like you throw the pebble in and it ripples out. Where you are in your heart and in your home and in your neighborhood, that's where you've dropped your pebble. So those choices are the most important because those ripples are going to go out into the rest of the world, right? So these last three cards just kind of validate all of it. The first one that I pulled, these are from the Energy Oracle decks, Sandra Ann Taylor. The first one is third chakra. Here we've got solar plexus again, and we've got Archangel Shamuel. And why I love this so much, the, the book just talks about, first of all, it's a 37. The number on the card is 37, which reduces to 10. That's a one. So we're looking at new beginnings again, right? And he's holding the orb of light right at his solar plexus, but his heart light is on. And he's also got a light up here and his soul star. This one's on too. So it's showing this beautiful connection between his transcendental point up here where he's receiving that connection to spirit where the, the quote unquote, the halo sits, right? And then 
he's got the heart light on here. And these two things are then bursting forth through his solar plexus. So his empowerment is truly coming from this higher connection. Now, for those of you who don't really know much about Archangel Shamuel, his name actually means and translates to the one who seeks God. So he, he does show up even inside of scripture at times where he's kind of this connection to remember, I was talking about the theme of abandonment. It's like in those moments where we are hurt or heartbroken, or we feel like we are alone. It's like Samuel shows up in those moments to be a comfort. It's, it's like, he is bringing the connection back to you that maybe you forgot that you had all along. So he, that one who seeks God. Um, and this has been the, that was the theme of all of the other cards that we're bringing in this idea that had started to really come in for me, even on a personal level, I was experiencing it where this is ultimately, this is what we're seeking. It's like, we're, we're constantly looking for that thing outside of ourselves to fill the void. When in fact, it's just our relationship with that divinity that we're searching for and searching to heal. So whatever your relationship is with the alpha and the omega, right? So it's like the God, the father, God, the mother, you know, those two aspects, because we have to remember God is a united being it is all that is. There is no duality that exists within God because then it would divide against itself. So it's all things. So we get to experience whatever healing we need inside of that relationship, we can do that. So if we need God, the father, then that's, who's going to show up for us. If we need God, the mother, or what some consider the goddess, that's, what's going to show up for us. And we have to look at that. Why is that significant for us? Why is that what we need? Because ultimately you are healing some sort of separation from self with God. And that can come in, in a masculine or a feminine way, or maybe both, right? Depending on the day. So taking a look at how that's showing up for you and understanding that truly we are on a path back to God. And that is what we're healing. And the other card that came up with this was the angel of balance. Um, just kind of, it's got the pyramids in the back. Again, we started out with the pyramid for, with the dragon. It's going back to, that's a solar plexus, but look, there's two of them in the background, right? So that's the, the third, the third chakra. So we're, we're kind of looking at 33 there, right? Um, so it's just a really beautiful way to end this reading, to understand that we really are just coming back to ourselves inside of this connection with something higher than us. And that the authority that we place back where it belongs with our divinity is then giving ourselves the authority to be a sovereign being, which is the gift that God gave us all along. And inside of that, we start to discover deeper beliefs, deeper truths. We can bring those out and manifest them into our lives through different kinds of choices. And I love that this balance card actually came at the end of the reading because it kind of brings us into that energy of October, which is we move into Libra season, which is the scales, right? So I feel like that was a really cool energy um, to have it kind of come in there. And then the final card um, to kind of gel it all together from back to the science of the mind is the card of the eternal quest. 
And this is what we were talking about, right? Our eternal quest is to heal our connection with spirit, heal our connection with God, with the creator, because that fills all of the holes. And our soul is here to do that, to grow, to heal, to expand in its purest way remembering that it is a soul, but inside of this amazing place where we get to experience duality and contracts and, and physical material things um, inside of our co-creative abilities. And this card says, we may stumble, but always there is that eternal voice forever whispering within our ear, that thing which causes the eternal quest, that thing which forever sings and sings. So, I really do feel like this month is a monumental shift time, um, but it almost is just we're sitting and reviewing it. So we've been active in it for months now. So the challenge is going to be a little bit different this month. It's actually we just kind of get to sit and look at it and and take stock of where we are, who we are, what we've chosen, and really being able to get clear on, you know what, I've been doing this, or I've been looking at the world this way for the last, you know, since the beginning of 2021. And I'm just realizing that that might not be working for me anymore. Or, you know what, I've been really successful with that path that I chose. And so this is the time to really look at that. And inside of this, we are going to be able to develop a deeper relationship with ourselves and not be so worried about what everybody else is doing. You know, really understanding that our responsible responsibility to be the best version of ourselves lies within pay attention, paying attention to what we are doing and the choices that we are making and where those choices are coming from and making sure that along that road, we are forgiving ourselves, loving ourselves a little better, having a little bit more compassion, um, really being able to learn where we come from, why we do what we do and understanding that any time that we're making a choice, we're doing it with whatever resources we have at hand three months down the road, you it's very easy to look back and say, well, I should have done that. Well, maybe, but then you wouldn't be where you are right now learning the things that you're learning. And so this is a big month for getting ready for our harvest to, to come and start the new season of growth. Um, so I'm wishing you all a beautiful September. Um, I hope that the energy of the cards and the messages that came through um, were helpful to you today and um, really use this time to take care of yourself, take care of your family, bring it back home and make this month count as your resolution time. So you can bring forth the seeds of your new, new chapter inside of your wisdom, inside of your perspective and inside of your truth. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in to Soul Speak. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Soul Speak. I'm Jenny Israel, medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. You can learn more by following me on Facebook or Instagram at Jenny Israel CPC. That's Jenny Israel and then the letter CPC. If you would like to receive more messages from Spirit directly to your mailbox, visit JennyIsrael.com, scroll down to the bottom, and subscribe to my newsletter. 
You can also contact me through my website or social media to set up a one-on-one session or to check out my upcoming spiritual development classes. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please help support my show by giving it a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Spirit and I will speak to you again soon. Blessings and light to all.